Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon. With me today, Clara Curtis. And in the house today, we are discussing the latest entry, the 10th entry in the Saw franchise. Clara, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very excited. I'm feeling um, a little bit squeamish still about some of the things we've seen now after we've seen Saw X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But overall, good. How are you feeling? I'm good. I am recovering from exhaustion. I was in Austin for like a week, mm-hmm. watching a lot of movies every day at Fantastic Fest. So at this point, I'm just like just sleeping as much as possible. Sleeping yeah. and eating and watching movies. That's what I've been doing. Amazing. It is kind of amazing. But also, again, I am so tired. But I still was so excited to watch Saw X. I saw it yeah. Thursday night, 845 Mm-hmm. In a theater consisting of a total of five people. Me too. I was going to ask, what was your theater capacity like? Was it busy? Was it popping? Oh, no. And I saw it earlier than you even. I saw a 710 showing Thursday night, which I feel like is like slightly more reasonable for like yeah. the working crowd. But it was me and I think three other, no, four other people. Uh-huh. Um... So that was interesting. I also had a guy who would like talk at almost full volume oh, with like, no. like with little silly like one-liner kind of things at certain points to his buddy, and I was just like, "Oh, sir." Oh no! I was like, "You better be careful. If John is here, he's gonna get you." Who's you John? Better... Oh, John Kramer. Yeah, John Kramer My... would get you. Let he me ask you him. this: This is the second time I've seen a movie on a Thursday where it was. You know, a bigger movie it wasn't like a an indie film or a lesser known film, but it's the second time I've been to a Thursday showing and it's been very quiet in terms of people attending. Do you think it's simply people are not aware the movies are coming out on Thursday now? Or do you think it's something else? I think maybe. I think also there's just... I think there's a perpetual, like, heightened sense of, like, fatigue for people who work, like, weekdays 9 to 5. And I think it does result in people less willing to go to stuff on, like, a weekday night, you know? Like, I was really excited to go, but I will say if we were not planning to record today, I probably wouldn't have gone yesterday. Because I was definitely a little bit extra sleepy today at work. Okay, you make a good point, because I was also... They came out going Sunday night, and they were like, well, mm. we're we're so swamped because I'm going to mm-hmm. be gone for another three or four days visiting you in Seattle. Me. You'll be here. Let's go. <laughs> it's about so, to be twilight season. It's about to be twilight season, so I'm going to be in Seattle, so we have so much to kind of prepare for while I'm gone. So mm-hmm. we went to see it Thursday night, but I'm still kind of shocked by, like, it saw. It's still a popular movie. I think it's even doing well in theaters like it's if people are excited to go see it. I'm just kind of shocked yeah. that five people showed up in my theater. Five people. Mm. I think the problem too is is like for me, I'm just like, yeah, that's that's pretty normal for where like the theater I go to regularly. Mm. Whereas like you're in LA, where like you've talked about before, a lot of the time your theaters are pretty well populated because yeah. it's LA and people are maybe going to the movies slightly more or there's also just way more people there's just way more people a little bit more in tune with the movie world i will also say the theater i went to is more in like suburbs of la and so i'm Mm. not in like the the popular theaters it's more less crowded it is a regal as well which is significantly you went back to regal 
I, I had to go somewhere close. I know. I know. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> oh. oh, this is rich. I know. Oh, I was hoping I have, not to let that loose. I, I, yeah, I was about to say, I think it's really fucking funny the way you tried to hide that little fact from me because you have not mentioned that to me off air or anything. Uh, so the- <laughs> for those okay. wondering, uh, in... One of the Patreon episodes, we had a long discussion about Regal and my disdain for this particular Regal. But I, mm-hmm. I had to go somewhere on the fly. It was mm-hmm. close. And so I went. I just had to, had to do it real quick. Okay. Anyways, yeah. the point is, I, I <laughs> was kind of shocked by the lack of people showing up. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder how many people out there who are not like consistently going to the movies realize movies now release on thursday night and like not even thursday night 11 o'clock or midnight or 10 o'clock like there were showings as early as five or six o'clock yeah me too Hmm. Hmm. interesting well at any rate we are discussing saw x today i do want to warn the listeners about a couple things one this episode will contain spoilers so if you're looking for a spoiler free discussion you may want to check the movie out first and then come back later good call if you don't care you can continue on Second disclaimer is it's a Saw movie, so uh, it's, you know, it's gruesome, gory, a little intense. So if any of that stuff makes you squeamish or uncomfortable, uh, this may not be the episode for you. So those are your warnings to just kind of be aware of. That being said, Clara, it's been a a while since you've been on a public episode, has it? Has it? I don't know anymore. No, it has not. You were here just recently talking about like... We Where talked about I? Lizzie McGuire. Like, oh, yeah. Recently? But that was a... Well, was that recently? Kind of. remember. It's like three Let weeks ago. I'm looking. <laughs> uh, September 5th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three weeks that ago. Was, oh, yeah. That was this month. Okay. So, anyways, you're Weird. back talking about recent movies out. A brand new movie. My I know. first question wow. to you. Mm-hmm. Your immediate thoughts kind of going into Saw X. Actually, I'm going to pause on that. Okay, never mind. Before we jump into our thoughts on the movie, let's, for the uh, listeners here, give a a quick summary of Saw X. Are you ready? This is the IMDb summary. Good call. A sick and desperate John, John Kramer, by the way, travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure of his cancer, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. Right now, it has an 87% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, a 90% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 3.5 average on Letterboxd. All very, very positive. And so my first question to you is going to be, what were your feelings going into Saw X before all this? I mean, you didn't know the scores going into it, but what was your excitement level at? What were your feelings going into it? Were you like ready for it to rule? Were you ready to it be like disappointing? What was your headspace? I think I went in, like, I don't want to say neutral, necessarily, but, like, I went in and I was kind of like, we're gonna, it's a Saw movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm ready for Saw. Like, Saw is such, like, its own tangible, like, consistent brand now. Yeah. That, like, there's, like, there's certain touch points you know it's going to hit no matter what, and that's kind of all I almost want from a saw movie i would say is like i just want that consistency to continue because i think that is impressive for like a 10 film run to have yeah but yeah yeah, so like i i think i just kind of went in with that of just like it's a new saw like that's dope 
But I definitely was a little more excited because my favorite Saw character ever was back <laughs> in this movie. Um, so and that, that is? That is Miss Girl Amanda, and she's here, and she's back, and it just made me so happy. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited about that. So I think, like, going in, I was probably a little bit more excited for that than anything like not necessarily the movie as a whole but more just like getting more amanda and seeing more of her because i do think if anything the saw franchise killed her way too fucking soon and oh, I will never... yeah. the saw I franchise will... has made ah! some really bad decisions and characters they killed off way too early mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think they even recognize and admit to like that fact like yeah we probably got a little overzealous with the characters we killed off too early because Arguably, Tobin Bell and the actress who plays Amanda are two of the best villains slash leads we've gotten in the Saw franchise. And I think mm-hmm. after their removal from the franchise, that's like when you notice the biggest dip in quality. Yeah, I would agree with that. So yeah, so I had that all in my head going in. Um, what were, what were your expectations? I feel like you were you've been like especially like very hyped. Well, even though I just said there was a big dip in quality, I've never not enjoyed a Saw movie. I mm-hmm. mean, like, I can admit, you know, some are worse than others and some fail to really capture the magic some, that others do. But I, I've i always watched these movies with such awe. It's so much fun mm. to just watch and, like, kind of yeah. be in that moment. And even though the story goes in kind of wild directions or it gets a little convoluted for its own sake i've always really enjoyed watching a saw movie and the last time we got a saw movie was jigsaw and i don't even know what year that was what was that 2018 i'm just guessing right now do you know i think it was 2018 because are you not counting spiral because it's like a oh that's right spiral was a movie spiral was 2021 yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot about Spiral. Jigsaw okay, so- <laughs> was 2017. Okay, okay. So it's okay. I guess it hasn't been that long since a Saw movie. <laughs> well, no, but no. Now we just now we know your feelings about Spiral. <laughs> but my feelings about Spiral is not that I hated it. I just mm-hmm. forgot it existed. It's Spiral, just a very different movie. It is a very different movie. I like that they took somewhat of a risk with Spiral to try something different. Yeah. But it does does not really sit in my head as like canon. I, clearly it is, but I just in my head I'm like, I forgot it was a thing. But mm. at any rate, I was excited when I heard the announcement. As we got closer to the release date of this movie, you know, the posters came out. They looked exciting. Then we got a trailer, which was really exciting. And I don't know. I just like... I was so ready for a Saw movie. And considering we're in the middle of a strike, they didn't have the actors to promote this movie, I got to give it to the marketing team over there. They did a good job really hyping me up for this movie with like all their little yeah. fun little marketing schemes to get people you know interested in the movie again. Uh, so I walked into that theater relatively, not high expectations, but I was expecting to just have a good time again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that, that was my initial kind of reaction going into it okay you're big you've seen all the saw movies right oh yeah i've seen all of them where does saw sit in like horror franchise like literal franchises mega franchises you know halloween friday 13th texas chainsaw all the classics where does saw sit for you higher tier mid tier lower tier like as in like something you really enjoy probably higher tier actually but that is slightly because like my big confession is 
that I'm really bad about finishing the franchises. Mm, Like, the only ones I've properly seen, like, all of everything of are uh, Friday the 13th and Saw. And And Scream. scream, And Scream now, but I just did Scream in the last couple weeks. I had not seen any of the Screams except for the first one up until two weeks ago, basically. Um, So, in that regard, like, Saw sits really really high for me but that i mean in part is just because like i'm just i don't know what it is about getting into the sequels of stuff like i've been working on the nightmare on elm street sequels for years i do like (laughs) one i do one a year and then i'm like i'm sick of this little knife finger boy like i (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to talk to him anymore (laughs) i will also Um, say i mean to kind of add fuel to your support is that i don't think i've seen any horror franchise in completion besides scream saw scream and saw that's it oh wait would alien count uh alien would count i've seen like 90 percent of the alien movies i haven't seen all of them which alien movie have you not seen um i've seen alien i've seen aliens i've seen the, the fincher one yeah there's one after the fincher one i have not seen Oh, um, Alien Resurrection? Resurrection? Yeah. yeah. I have not seen that one. Oh, that, I mean, that one's interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. But I've seen, hmm. like, Alien Covenant and Prometheus. Okay, okay. So, now that we've included Alien, Alien is probably definitely my favorite, favorite, favorite. Oh, okay, okay. And then I think I would do, I think I would probably do Scream and then Saw. And then Friday the 13th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big Saw guy. I love Saw. Yeah. It's always been a fun rewatch. It's always something I look forward to during Halloween time to kind of revisit the movies. Even if I'm not watching them, like, chronologically, I'm watching, like, random ones. I like three and four a lot. We'll talk more about mm. those sequels later. Okay. The The point of this conversation is I was super pumped for Saw X. Yeah. And, and I, were your expectations met? <laughs> well, I guess it's the perfect time to say yeah. how we felt about the movie. I know. Hell, we've yeah, kind of... they were. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. This movie <laughs> rocked my world. I was, yeah, you know, I was al- basically alone in that theater, and I was like squirming in my seat, like covering my eyes. Some points, I had a yes, grand old time. Yeah, the theme song music kicked in towards the end, and I was like, oh, I wanted to like stand up and cheer. It was just a fun <laughs> time. I had an absolute blast with Saw X. I'm really excited yeah. to kind of dive into why this movie works better than. Maybe arguably any other saw except the first one. Or, you know, we'll, we'll kind of dive into that together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I loved it. What about you? I also love, love, loved it. I also had a similar experiences where there were certain moments. I'm gonna be honest. I, I like pumped my fist like a guy would when like his football team gets a touchdown. He's like, yes. I did that when Amanda appears on screen properly for the first time and we yep. just get like the full of I I like lost my mind for a second. I was like, my girl, now like you know. she's here. Know it's like when your team scores a touchdown. That's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah. I'm a sports guy now, but only for Amanda. <laughs> um so yeah, I was having a blast. There were also definitely points where I was like definitely like especially like looking away which like saw is not like one to shy away from the gore but i feel like to an extent i often am kind of like i'm i'm fine like i can handle this but Mm -hmm. for some reason this one especially i was like "Mm, i think i actually want to look away like i actually don't i don't really want i like i want to know what happens but i maybe i don't want to see this (laughs) okay 
let me let's let, let's kind of dive into this a little bit deeper. Okay. Why do you think this sequel works better? Do you well? I guess the first question is: Do you think this sequel is the best sequel we've seen so far in the franchise, or do you think it period is the best Saw movie? Do you think either of those things? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I did redo my ranking today to include it. And? And let me pull it up. I want to be accurate and held accountable for what is currently on my letterbox and people can look up. <laughs> um, okay, so it's not number one for me, but it is number two for me out of all ten. Number one for you is probably... Is it Saw 2? It is Saw 2. I know you so well. I know, I know God, so we well. are We are best pals. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just trying to think, which movie has the most Amanda in it? <laughs> and it's definitely, definitely Saw 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was my, that's how, how I guessed it. But so nice. Saw 2 is your favorite, but Saw yeah. 10 is your next favorite. Yeah, it's surpassed a lot, which I was really surprised but super excited about um so talk to me about why why saw 10 is your number two favorite movie out of all 10 movies i feel like in part because it's also like a prequel which Mm -hmm. i think is helpful because obviously like we already said like it's nice getting back in with characters that are already known but also like very well loved if you love saw movies like you're gonna love at least one of the people who's back on screen Mm -hmm. um So I think it's really nice seeing them again. And I think, honestly, the part about this one I especially enjoyed was just how much more of, like, John and Amanda's relationship we got. Oh, we got a ton of that. Oh, my God. It's, like, such a a key part of the film. And I thought that was really compelling. And I think I like it as well because it really adds more to the previous films as well in term like if if i rewatch those movies now i think i will look at them very differently because of what we've just seen Mm. with like their dynamic in the prequel essentially um so i think that's really exciting i think also there is kind of a return to form in terms of like who john is targeting in this like yeah I feel like in later installments, sometimes the people who are in his traps, it gets a little iffy on whether or not they should be there. And that can be frustrating when, like, John has such, like, a very verbal philosophy he's going off of. And that's not to say, like, it's been perfect even from the first films. You can point out little nitpicks of, like, it doesn't, like, "Ah, he's going against his own morals here. Yeah. But... Like, I feel like this film especially kind of leans back into, like, those general ideas that John had initially about the Saw, like, traps and all of that. And so I like that, too, just, like, getting back into a group of people who, like, it it makes more sense why they're there. Um, and, like, why John is so invested, even, in, like, their retribution. I think it's more interesting in this sense where, like, he was, like, very directly affected by the people he's doing this to. And so, like, the stakes feel a lot higher because it's it's different than other ones, too, where, like, they're kind of just shouting into the void, like, no, no, like, I don't know who's taking me, but please stop. Or, like, they're yelling at, like, the puppet. But in Mm -hmm. this one, it's, like, they're yelling directly to John by name. Yeah. And that, I feel like, changes the entire dynamic as well in, like, a really, really exciting way. Wow. (laughs) Well said. Okay. 
Thanks. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I caught you off guard. <laughs> Let me um write this down so I don't forget. See, 21 minutes. So I'm trying to write this down. Okay. Uh, okay, you can go ahead and throw it back to me. I'm ready. Okay. Um, so those are like definitely the key parts of what I think make it shine really well for me. Uh, do you like, is there anything I haven't hit on that you feel like is especially like thrilling about this one for you? You hit most of it. I think the important mm-hmm. part of the, what you said is the emotional dynamic between Amanda and John, which is something we don't really see in two or three. We know they're working together. We know Amanda has become like his student and we know she admires him but we never really see this like teacher student dynamic Mm -hmm. or process and you kind of assume it's more sinister in you know two and three like maybe he's brainwashing her or like he's doing something bad to get her on her side but then you watch saw 10 and it's a really endearing really kind of um tragic relationship they have in the way they like bond and learn from each other is strangely enough for a saw movie really kind of emotional and i found that to be really compelling i also think that the movie does a really smart decision and it kind of like you said goes back to basics and ditches a lot of the convoluted storylines every other movie has usually every single movie including the first one Mm -hmm. has john and jigsaw and his students you know his little puppet they're torturing somebody and then it consistently cuts away to detectives trying to find these people. Yes. So there's always a lot going on in the Saw movies because we're trying to like balance these two uh, uh, realities happening. We have the people being tortured and then we have the detectives trying to find the people being tortured, which can sometimes the cut between the two worlds can really affect the momentum and kind of affect how we feel and it kind of uh, slow down the movie or speed up the movie. But in this movie... It is simply John and the people in the traps. And that is it for like the first or like the last half of the movie. The first half, I have some thoughts on that later, but okay, the last half is simply that, you know, we're not getting this side story of detectives trying to find John. We're not getting this side story of someone trying to save um, the people stuck in the traps. It's really just an intimate story taking place in one location, which I think really, really makes the movie uh, go by quickly and feel refreshing again. It, it doesn't, it feels good to not be caught up in this really cat and mouse, uh, you know, cat and mouse chase. And it feels good to just be there and there only. I really love that about it. Yes. Okay. And I will say traps are pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I will actually, let me, go, let me go back real quick. Okay. Oh, I do want to comment on one thing you said earlier about it does go back to basics with John kind of trapping these people that really deserve it, essentially, like, you know, mm-hmm. or deserve it by his moral code, at least. Right. Because in some of the movies, it does get a little iffy. And that's partly because John dies and we get transferred right. to like other people and yeah. they have flawed moral codes and are using the jigsaw way to kind of exact revenge. Right. So it kind of loses its way in the later sequels. This movie does kind of remind us John has a very strict moral code of who he tortures and and stuff like that. Although I was a little nervous because in the very beginning, we see someone like pickpocketing, uh, like this person in the hospital, like taking their watch and stuff like that. And John like like, dreams 
or like envisions how he would torture that person fantasizes maybe yeah, fantasizes about it and yeah. i was like is this gonna is this really happening or is, it, is john just fantasizing about it i'm glad yeah. it was just a fantasy because that to me seems like an extreme punishment for somebody like pickpocketing <laughs> somebody in the hospital i'm like come on now let's not like take some vacuum someone's eyeballs out of their head because they stole someone's watch like let's the the punishment has to match the crime yeah, I was a little bit like John just shout hey and someone will come and be like what's going what's going on here. <laughs> so I was glad that was just a fantasy and John was like not actually doing that because once we do get to the actual traps uh they I think they're pretty good. I had I've read mm-hmm. some people tweeting and talking about that they thought the traps were boring and not that really? impressive this time around. Did you feel that way? Not at all. I found them all, like, really interesting. Yeah, I thought so, too. If we have to pick favorite sounds like the wrong word, how about the most, the one that made you squirm the most, the one that made you look away from the screen the most, which trap is it? Uh, Valentina's, where she has to chop her own leg off and and suction out her bone marrow as, like, what is that called, the thing? It starts with a G. Oh, the um, uh, the certain saw that like the saw that you're choosing. No, it's it's not gyrate, but it's like it's like that word. What is it? It's like a it's like a it's the name of the saw. Isn't it called like the Giles saw? saw? Yeah, uh, something like that. Now I want to look it up. Pause. I know because it's gonna drive insane. me insane. Types of saws. G- <laughs> G- Giles. Giles. Gila. Sheila. Um, it's like an Italian saw, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. If I type in Italian made saw. That's fun. I'm not getting anything here. Hold on. Oh, oh no. It's like a wire. Yes. Oh, oh, I found a picture of it. The Geely saw. Oh, okay. There the we Geely go. saw. Yes, and that's slowly encroaching towards her neck, and yep. then, and then, and then it eventually decapitates her. Yep. <laughs> ah, that one! I literally like had to look away for the entire time she was like trying to get her leg off. Oh. Like I couldn't, I could not do it. <laughs> that was really bad. I will, I will, yeah, kind of echo your sentiment as that is the trap to me was the hardest one to kind of watch and witness. It's yeah. uh, it's tough because she... And the worst part is, like, it's not even just cut off your own leg. It's cut off your own leg and then take, like, a vacuum mm-hmm. and put it into your bone to suck out the mm-hmm. bone marrow. Like, there's an mm-hmm. added layer to it, which, yeah. you know, she's obviously not successful and her head gets chopped off. But it reminds me of one yeah. of the previous saw traps in, I don't know, maybe Saw 4 or Saw 3 where two people have to like cut off like their limbs and put their limbs in like this scale. Do you remember oh, that one? Oh yeah, yeah. The girl ends up cutting off her own arm. Yeah. And she wins cuz she does that. Right. And I thought maybe alone, you know, she just had to cut her leg off, but no, the the, the bonus of getting the marrow, it was rough. But yeah, that was I think I think the Yeah. the <sighs> hardest trap to watch. Uh, at this point, let's just rank them. Or your okay. favorite ones. Okay. Okay, so I I did do this actually, so I'm ready. Okay, I'm gonna go. (laughs) The Geely saw is the worst, or like the the best, but like the the hardest one to watch. 
Yeah. Then I'll say... Do we count the vacuum saw? I do. Vacuum saw, the vacuum trap? I I am counting that one in mine for sure. Mm. I'm going to go Geely saw is the best. Yep. Then I'm going to go... I have to go the brain surgery one as the second one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That one is... That's... That one was tough to watch as well. I felt really bad for that guy for a second because it seemed like it was impossible for him to win. Like there was this, you have to perform brain surgery essentially on yourself. That's rough. That's yeah. That's it's it's a <laughs> I mean it's a lot. Like <laughs> just thinking about it, it's like you have to perform brain surgery on yourself. Oh my I'm just god. Like, okay, I'll just die. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, man. If and I'm then the way these... he died was bad. Yeah, well, real bad. Because he doesn't even yeah. die immediately. It's like he's screaming no, as he's dying. Yeah, that was a long death. If I'm ranking these by survivability, like if I could survive oh, them. Oh, that's a totally different ranking. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta re- rewind. We got to we gotta okay. start over. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll stick with my favorite one. So it goes okay. G. saw, mm-hmm. brain surgery. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go the vacuum. Okay. Then I'll go uh, the radiation one. Yeah. And then I'll go the blood boarding. Mm. And the last one is the final trap in the room. You're missing a trap. I'm missing a trap. Who's trap? Oh, the arm, pipe bomb arm. Arm bombs in your arms. Bombs in your arms. Ooh, that one was <laughs> rough too. I put that one uh after brain surgery. Oh. Brain surgery. So I go Geely saw, brain surgery, okay. pipe bomb, vacuum, the radiation one, bloodboarding, then the final trap. Okay, okay. What about you? Okay. I'm going Geely saw vacuum because my two biggest fears are my hands and my eyes getting hurt and this did both <laughs> they at do, once. Oh, they did do both at once they did both at once and i <laughs> i did i did feel like i was gonna black out for a second i was like <laughs> <laughs> although survivability i think that's the easiest one to survive i don't think you are considering how fucking painful that would be for your fingers and then it's not just a break it's then they're extended broken tight up here's my kind of strategy for that one okay immediately go to five immediately don't do it one at a time immediately turn the switch to i five. think you have to do it one at a time i don't think i don't think john would let you just go whoop. i think I don't he think would i think that guy uh, was just a little bit ba- a baby and was doing it one at a time this is the laser thing all over again. <laughs> <laughs> For our non-patrons, can you explain what the laser thing is? There was one time where before the strike we were doing House of MCU and <laughs> there was one point where Joe made the comment of, I think it's silly. I think it's like silly all the lasers that get shot around and people like die because like if you were hit with a laser, it wouldn't even be a big deal. And then I tried to explain the science behind lasers to Joe and it's been a point of contention in our friendship actually is that Joe thinks that it wouldn't be that big of a deal if he was hit with a laser, which is just no, it's just not right. But it's okay if you want to feel that way, if it comforts you. That's fine. I'm just saying I'll... that if I was in the eye-sucking <laughs> machine, I would just 
Turn the switch all the way. All my fingers are break immediately. I'm free. I'm done. Okay, I don't think John would let you do that, but it, okay, but we'll we'll go that route. Okay. Okay. okay so, continue. So that's my second. Okay. My third would be um, the radiation one. Hmm. Because I just feel like there's such a heightened difference of panic involved with that. Because like the other guys, it's bad. Like no matter no matter who's being sawed, it's bad. But like they're all sitting. Mm. there's something about being suspended in the air and the only way to live is to let yourself free fall down onto the cement that like really i that really upset me and she almost did her her hand first yes (laughs) which would have made her swing upside down yeah it would have there's just so many layers to that again hurting your hand one of my greatest fears Mm. so there's just those are my feelings then it would go the brain trap because that one is also just like um then i did the uh blood boarding Mm -hmm. then i did the pipe bomb arms oh wow that's so low it was awful but i just stopped thinking about it okay like you know, like I, the uh, like it is very awful, and I definitely like was squirming when it was happening because I don't like what like it was just it was intense watching him get out. But I mean, also he's our one guy that lives and gets out, so he it's kind of like he does. you know. So I'm kind of like okay, like if anything, that seems to be the most doable of all of them. Um, and then finally, it's the the last trap. Yeah. Yeah. How do you rank them by survivability? Oh God. Um. Pipe bombs would be the most survivable, I think. I don't really understand how that trap worked. I don't understand exactly how it works. I really don't. I'm also a little confused about that. And I think that comes down to the fact that John is also not a doctor. And he's an engineer. And maybe he just doesn't... I don't know. I was a little confused. But all I know is that man lived. He did Or he got out. Well, we don't... Well, he might have bled out. We don't know. No... They show oh well, they showed him interrogating him before the pipe bomb. Yes, yeah. He's I think he's fine. John is very oh, like okay. adamant about like getting someone medical assistance after they survive. Okay, but he wasn't really with that guy because all he did was set a medical case down next to him, and his hands are still duct taped with razor blades. It's like how's he gonna get out of the razor blades? And he's bleeding out. I'd like to think John patched him up, patched him up himself. I think you're being too kind to John because he definitely put that down and walked away. Okay. He left. Well, he left that man. I think that man might be dead, actually. We'll find out in Saw 11, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Uh, but okay, I, so that one's first? I think first? that's the most survival. Yeah. Um, God, then I really don't know. Do you have any? <laughs> do you have any takes on this? Yeah. Number one is the vacuum. Break all my fingers immediately. Okay. Number two is the room that they're in. You think acid room? I just put my head outside the window like the girl did. Yeah, but the rest of your body is burning in acid. Wait, are we supposed to assume she died? I think she did. I don't think she does. I don't. I don't know because the the time stopped, but the room is still full of acid, and we didn't necessarily hear the door unlock. But John isn't one to let somebody not win. There's always a way to win. Yeah, but I feel like if anything, 
the doctor proved that she didn't she didn't deserve to win. He he pointed that out because he gave them a chance for redemption in the mm. fact that they could have just not locked the kid up and they could have just left. You know what I mean? Cuz that was the whole thing. It was the room was the like safeguard essentially. Okay. So it's like I think they had already failed their test and I think no matter what mm. the, both of them were going to die in the room is just the added weight of like the psychological torment of like are you going to kill your romantic partner? Got it. Okay, well, if there is no way to actually escape that, then I guess that's, like, on the bottom. So then I'll go finger trap, pipe bomb. Okay. Roasting in the air. Okay. Geely saw. Okay. I think the Geely saw one is not as hard as it looks. I think it... Joe! I think at a certain point, because like Valentina, at a certain point, just has like pure adrenaline and just going ham on her leg. And I think at a certain point, the pain is just gone and your adrenaline takes over. And I'm probably stronger than her. And I could probably (laughs) cut through my own leg pretty quickly. (laughs) So I I think I could cut through my own leg pretty quickly. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Then the last one is the pipe bomb. Or no, sorry, brain surgery. Okay. I'm not surviving brain surgery. It's not. It's not working. No, and I think realistically, the second he started poking around in there, I don't. He's think, dead. He's fucking yeah, dead. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he could have poked as much as he was poking and prodding. Oh, he and pulling. was poking hard, and I was like, there is no yeah. way you're not like causing some type of motor function to stop working. Yeah, brain bleed, brain bleed, blacking out, something like yeah. that. So. Yeah, I was a little bit like. Mm. Uh, I guess we got a little bit off track, but I want to ask you something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, we're talking about, you know, the movie and why we like it. I think we did a good job breaking down what we think this movie does well and why it's Mm. better than its predecessors. Mm -hmm. What doesn't work? Is there something about this movie you feel like it doesn't do well? Oh, yeah. It it follows the same thing I, I feel most of the saws do, which is that there always seems to be this, like, extra bit of, um, like, venom directed towards the women involved. Mm. And I say that because, like, if you compare, first of all, the backstories, and then second of all, how they're grabbed of, like, the men in the group versus the women in the group, like, there's such a very stark difference in that, like, the two men involved, like that are, like, scooped up by John eventually, like, they're guys who work jobs and they're kind of getting to be silly and they make jokes and they have, like, lines that are are intended to be funny, which, like, obviously makes the audience like them a little more. And then, like, they're getting grabbed. It's more like they're getting chloroformed right away or they're getting, like, a quick, like, punch in the face and then they're, they're out. Yeah. Whereas, like, Valentina and Gabriella, like... Their backstories are, first of all, a lot more, like, negatively charged, which falls into the trope of, like, we have to make the women suffer as their mm-hmm. character, which is that Gabriella is a, a drug addict. And I also don't really like the way they talk about her addiction and, like, John's, like, perspective on, like, a, like people who have addictions, like, free choice versus, like, their, like, what is happening to them when they're in, like, the throes of addiction. I, I found that all messy. But, so she has an addiction. And then... Her getting grabbed is so violent, like, she's getting punched out, and then she's being maced in the face, like, a lot. 
And then Valentina is a sex worker, and before she's grabbed by Amanda, she's almost sexually assaulted on screen. And it's kind of just like, that's the kind of thing that I see, and I'm like, what's the point of showing this to us? Because arguably there is no point to it other than to, like... Be vicious. I don't know. Yeah, and also given, unfortunately, the fact that a lot of sex workers are, like, perceived in, like, a very negative light, like, it just, it's it's a weird attempt, I feel like, to, like, really, like, villainize Valentina, at least, is just like, oh, look at her, she seduced a man, and then turned out she's a sex worker, and that's why, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many layers to that that I just think are a little iffy, and, like, I don't get why they're being included, but it's also, like, such a trademark of Saw to do stuff like that, like... Do you think and it's it a trademark of Saw or just a trademark of a lot of um, horror? I think a lot of horror for sure. But I think Saw especially leans into it. Mm, good point. Um, and I think part of that is because of whole, John's whole thing of like, oh, the, the people I'm grabbing, like, they deserve it. But the yeah. problem is, is half the time then the women who are grabbed deserve it because they're promiscuous or they or like they struggle with addiction or like just like things like that which are like that's not the same as some of the things other people are doing on screen and so i think that is where i get a little frustrated for sure um but it's not like the end of the world for me you make a good um, point though i mean thanks. these people have already been established as terrible people I mean, yeah they're, they're taking the advantage of people who are dying and they're and like john says they're like taking their hope and using it against them to yes. bleed them of money and then watching them die and then just repeating that process. So like these people are terrible to begin with. The added backstory of one of the girls being a drug addict and one being mm -hmm. a sex worker adds nothing to the to like, oh, they deserve it already. Yeah, it just it, plays on like, yeah, it's pointless and it just plays on like really misinformed connotations people associate with addiction and sex work and it's just like it's 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 icky it's just a little bit icky <laughs> i think that's a, an excellent point thanks one of my what bigger issues i had with this movie is it's kind of weird so hear me out on this okay all right <laughs> the trailer of this movie and like the marketing was very specific on oh john has been wronged by these people like we mm -hmm. knew that's what the you know the premise of this movie was. Yeah. And I found that going into this movie knowing that that's like kind of what I'm going to be getting into. The first half hour of this movie was kind of a huge drag because I knew the whole time as John was, you know, falling for this scam, it was a scam. And so it oh. feels like it's tensionless and there's no like real kind of big reveal because I already knew because of the trailer and marketing that John was getting scammed. And I can't help but think if they would have just kept that a secret, they would have marketed mm. this movie as Jigsaw, you know, John Kramer killing people. I would have enjoyed that first hour, half hour a lot, a lot more. Oh. But because I know what's going to happen, like watching him fall for Gabriella's like nice charm and, and like believe the doctors. I'm like, ah, how long is this going to take until John realizes it? And I found myself really counting the minutes until that moment because I know I knew it was going to happen. And that's, to me, it really, maybe not the movie's fault, but just like the marketing's fault. Like their decision to make this big reveal known to the world. I wonder what the movie would have been like if, you know, they would have kept it a secret. 
That is super interesting. Because, like, I will say that I, like, pretty much avoided all the trailers. I didn't, like, go out of my way to watch them. And, like, I didn't go to a lot of movies and theaters in the past month. Because I've just been, like, horror movie marathoning at home. Uh-huh. And so I didn't, like, see... Like, I didn't even see the Saw trailer in theaters at any point. So I feel like I did... I feel like, in that sense, I did enjoy that first chunk probably a little more than you. Because... I knew he got wronged by certain people. Like, I knew immediately. I was like, the blonde lady is a bad person. Yeah. Like, no, no. But then it be- for me, since I didn't see too extensively everything else that was being marketed, I did have a little bit of like, okay, who are we being introduced to that is actually like involved in the scam? Yeah. And definitely near the end of that, like intro 30 minutes, I was kind of like, okay, like, I think it's probably all of them, Everyone, if we're being yeah. honest. But I, I do feel like the tension was a little better in my experience in the beginning, at least with that, because it's kind of like, oh, and I think, I think also though, I was, I think I was more drawn to just like, I cried over John so much in the 30, those first 30 minutes. I cried a lot. <laughs> I won't even lie. I did not like seeing him sickly and struggling and like struggling struggling and then also like the little moments of like compassion he was showing of like buying gabriella like the the, the, the alcohol the alcohol on a gift card and like wanting to see her like it was just that was like really jarring in a way and so i liked that about it yeah i do think you raise a really good point because i feel like most people probably have seen... I feel like most people who are going to a Saw movie have definitely seen a fair share of Saw marketing because, like, they're interested in it. <laughs> and so that that is interesting. I am curious if that will be, like, a common reaction is that those first 30 minutes don't play as well because, like you said, like, you already know what's going to happen. I mean, the trailer even goes as far as, like, showing each character in, oh! like, their disguise. Wait, And then what? showing them trapped... Stop. So, like, you, you even know as he meets all these new characters, Valentina, Gabriella, Mateo, you know, oh, those are people going to be trapped because the trailer shows them all in disguise and then in the trap. So, like... Even the boyfriend? Not the boyfriend. The boyfriend okay, is the okay, one okay. twist that you, you okay. don't really expect. Okay, okay, okay. Everybody else, though, you realize that they're all in on it. Oh. And so, like, that makes the first half hour, like... I honestly was like, oh, I really need this to kick into to hyperdrive right now because gotcha. I know all of this because I saw a two minute trailer that really goes into it. And that was kind of a big bummer. Damn. My other small grievance is the okay. final trap, which does feel a little anticlimactic. Yeah. Now, I like the twist that leads us there, but the trap itself yes. of like the acid filling the room, I found to be a little like, uh, it was interesting, but like. We just saw brain surgery in a Geely saw. I really wanted to see something a little bit more creative and a little bit more punishing. Mm. And that one just felt a little bit like, I don't know, a little bit safe, a little bit boring, a little bit lazy compared to what we've seen previously. Did you feel yeah. that way at all? Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, I think like I had said earlier, like, I feel like part of it was like the psychological aspect of like, oh, you have to kill one of you have to kill, like, the person you care about or you won't live. But it's kind of, like, at that point, like, we know they don't care. Like, yeah. they're fine with killing people. So it's kind of, it is kind of, like, anticlimactic in that sense of just, like, 
I mean, yeah, like, and then it, then you kind of get drawn into, like, okay, like, the one white woman somehow kind of gets the tamest trap, and then all the people of color are put, subjected to, like, the most, like, violent, yeah. like, <laughs> gruesome traps. It's, it is a little bit of a question of, like, why? 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 Why, why the need to do that? in that like regard because it's like if anything like the doctor deserved the most gruesome of all and like she definitely got off the easiest yeah Yeah. and that i don't yeah especially because like we talked about earlier we don't even know if she lives or or dies yeah the exact status of her 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 if she's alive or not is she alive is she dead who knows right yeah i don't know i will say though on that note the twist i thought was very good in the sense that the trap at the end, the bloodboarding trap, was meant for Amanda and John Kramer. Yes. So the added bonus of like, oh, the little kid gets put on the trap, and then John is like taking all of the, all of the blood himself to protect the kid. Mm-hmm. And that really was to because he expected the doctor and her boyfriend to go upstairs. Like you know, it was all planned by John. But yeah. as I was watching it, I had no idea where it was going. I was like, yeah, what is going to happen here? Because John is stuck on being waterboarded. Amanda's locked up. Like I knew he was going to live because we've seen Saw 3. Right. But I was genuinely on the edge of my seat. And I felt I always love when a movie is like keeping me engaged to the point where I'm like, what is happening next? I love that that feeling. So I really enjoyed that part of it. Did you did you have a feeling that was going to happen? Like, were you any thought that like that's how it's going to play out? Yes and no. Like, I feel like I was like you where I was like, obviously, they're going to be fine in the end. Like, we know that. It's a prequel. Like, that's kind of the downside of it being a prequel is like, we know that eventually it'll all be good for them. But I do agree. Like, I was very, like, nervous because it's kind of like, what's going to happen? And like, I was intrigued because it's been a while since we've seen, like, a kid almost get killed in the Saw movie. Yeah. the last time was Saw 2, right? With the teenage boy. Oh, the teenage boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you call you unless you count Roderick from Roderick Rules. Right. And the insurance family. Him too. Yes. He, he's him never too. put in like real, real danger. No. But he is he's there. He's, there. he's like witnessing a lot of it. The teen from two he dies though, doesn't he? Because... No, I don't think he does. I don't remember. I feel like it was... I don't know if he got out. I I don't remember. I need a real... I do not remember. I thought he lived, but I I could be wrong. Either way, I was very like, wow, like we have... Like there's a child involved now. And it's not even a teenager. It's like a child, like an eight-year-old. Like a 10-year-old maybe. He's a baby. He is a baby. He's little. And I... (laughs) That kid needs a lot of therapy after this. Oh my God. Like just, (laughs) just the fact he was led into the room and saw all the blood and bodies on the ground i was like therapy for the rest of your life like your life like you're you're screwed so it's just like oh my god but yeah i found that really interesting like i like that they towed the line in that sense and just like really ramp up the tension in that way especially because it is interesting also seeing john kind of like panic a little Oh, yeah, well. he really is panicking. And Amanda, too, yeah. they seem like they're both like, holy fuck, yes. what do we do in this situation? Because it clearly wasn't planned. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Mm. All right, well. um, Here's a question I have for you really quick. Yeah, of course. Do you think 
that because a big part of the plot point is that there is tension between Amanda and John in terms of like John's perception of Gabriella because of her addiction and obviously then Amanda kind of shows a little bit of sympathy towards her Mm -hmm. and in doing so she has the brain surgery trap happen before Gabriella's trap happens Mm -hmm. as like an act of mercy Mm -hmm. but I would argue the fact that that happened in that order is why Gabriella gets killed by the doctor lady because if she had gone first and survived, Amanda would have taken her to the hospital right away. Correct. And so, so do you think if Amanda hadn't done that, Gabriella would be alive? Probably. Okay. Probably. That's sad. And Aww. Amanda is showing a lot of mercy towards Gabriella because I think Amanda was also a drug addict. Yes, she was. So I think she sees a lot of herself in Gabriella. Yeah. I do a lot of I do like a lot of their dialogue between Kramer and Amanda, where Amanda is like saying, "Oh, no one deserves to live," and then John would be like, "Everybody deserves a second chance. They just have to like mm-hmm. work for it." Yeah, there's a lot of great dialogues between them too, and I, I was interested in how the Gabriella Amanda relationship's going to pan out. I thought maybe Amanda was going to I don't know like betray John to save Gabriella. Ooh. It was interesting to see where that was going. Yeah. I mean, Gabriella would have lived if it wasn't for the doctor who kills her at the end. Yeah. I will say, I think the one thing I thought was going to happen when we talked about that final sequence with the bloodboarding, mm-hmm. I thought we were going to see Hoffman return to like save them from that moment. That's what I thought was going to happen. Now, we don't, that doesn't happen clearly, but we no. do see Hoffman in the mid credit scene of the movie. Yeah. Your initial reaction to seeing Hoffman return? I was so mad because, <laughs> like, we I knew he was around because John kept going, hello, detective. Hello, and I was detective. like, that's my motherfucking enemy right there on the phone. But he wasn't showing up. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm not going to see have to see that man's face. Like, he is my enemy and I do not like him. And and then we get to the mid credit scene. And at first I was just so hyped because I'm like, we're in the bathroom. Like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden he's there. And I was like, no, how dare you do this to me? I felt very betrayed, but it's fine. It's fine. Were you hyped to see him? I mean, I don't like Hoffman either. Yeah. But seeing Hoffman again was kind of kind of exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, there's Hoffman. I hate that guy. But I kind of like that he's back for a second. Oh, you're so funny. On that note, what do you think that trap was doing at the very end? I could not figure out like what it was intended for. At that point, it's kind of funny because all it was doing was moving. It was not cutting him no. or anything. He's just screaming, which I was kind of just like save save your energy sir like you gotta pay like there's rules you gotta do here like stop screaming for a second but i would assume i mean he's hung up maybe he had to do something with his feet and if he didn't in time those claws would gradually like move inward and then it would start scraping out his stomach essentially Mm. my guess is that because john made it a point to say oh your scar is gone yeah. John was going to, like, that machine was going to give that person a real scar if he didn't survive. Yeah. Or if he survived. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. hmm. overall, final thoughts on Saw X? Do you want to say uh, yay or nay recommendation? I mean, we already talked about that. We loved it. So. 
Um, major, major yay if you're comfortable watching movies with a lot of gore. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, definitely no, 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 don't go. <laughs> the nice <laughs> thing about Saw don't... is that I think people know, like, Kelsey yeah. was like, hard no. She's not <laughs> going. I tried to convince her for basically the moment I woke up that morning until I left. I was like, sure you don't want to go? Sure you don't want to go? You can just have some popcorn and sit with me. I can't believe you almost did that to her. Because, like, the fact that even I was like, I can't look. <laughs> like, I I would have been so sad for Kelsey if you I mean, she, gotten her to go. She's seen the, the previous one, so I just thought yeah. maybe she would be into it. I was wrong. <laughs> she did not want to go. <laughs> that is the one thing about Saw is like you, Saw is at this point so famous slash infamous that yeah. like you go in and you know what to expect. So I don't believe right. anybody's going into this expecting anything less than, you know, this gore fest, which is the nice That's thing true. about the franchise. At least it lives up to its name. Yeah. I just, I always worry for, I feel like it's grown more and more common for people to go to stuff just because it's like in the discourse, you know? Mm. And so I do feel a little worried about people who like are especially into that mindset, who like maybe aren't familiar with Saw. Yeah, and but whose fault is I that at know. that point? Well, I think it's not necessarily. Well, yeah, I guess it is their fault because they're pushing their comfortability. But then it's tricky because it's like I am very pro. Like you should push your comfortability. Like it's good to be provoked by art yeah. sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's complicated. Just it's complicated. Just be, sure. just be careful, everybody. Just maybe be careful. don't. Yeah. Maybe don't eat a big lunch or dinner before you go. Just exactly. Or eat while you watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. I was eating I sour, did... sour sweet tart ropes. Have you had those? Uh, yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. I do really like those. They're actually, really good. But those I stopped eating them because they started mm. taking this person's intestines out, Valentina's intestines out. And I was like, I'm gonna oh pause my on God. this right now. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we didn't even talk. That was awful. I I had nachos, like, right before. <laughs> right, I, I do a big, like, if I'm getting nachos, I eat them, like, during the trailers because I get really, I don't want to be loud chewing chips true, during the true. movie. So I'm like, okay, this is a, a this is a trailer snack. So I had nachos for, like, dinner before the movie started. And there were, there was one point where, like, I, I felt it burning in, up my throat a little bit. I was Ooh. like... I was like, there's no way this is going to happen right now. <laughs> there's no way. But yeah, so maybe uh, <laughs> maybe don't eat nacho, the movie theater nachos before yeah. you go. <laughs> All right, that's good advice. No movie theater nachos, and there is there a scene with intestines, so no ropey candies. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that was actually pretty gnarly, too. That was gnarly, yeah. yeah. Okay, at this point, let's do this fun little game of ours. Okay. Let's play a game. um not really a game our top five saw traps sweet this was so easy for me to make which i don't know if that means i'm like twisted or not or i've seen these movies too many times but i I kind of knew off the bat three to four of them i wanted immediately on my top five Mm, yeah did you have a hard time pulling five or no i had three right out the gate and then i did have to kind of think about my other two a little bit more okay yeah. i chose ones that fascinate me that grossed me out oh that okay. made me just feel like well they were very creative i thought just ones that kind of encompass all of those aspects okay yeah yeah yeah. none of these are are, are ranked by survivability at all okay so <laughs> noted <laughs> just keep that in mind <laughs> okay <laughs> all right number five for me yeah the horsepower trap with chester bennington from lincoln park from saw 3d Ooh. 
This is the one for those who don't remember. Chester is uh, like gl- super glued. He's shirtless and he's like super glued to the car seat. And he has to like press the accelerator to, to speed up the car he's in uh, to like save his friends basically who are also all trapped. But every time he leans forward, his skin's like ripping off. And, yeah. Woo! There's something about skin pulling that really rubs me Ooh. the wrong way. Yeah, like flaying. I don't yes, like it. Yes, yeah. yes. And like the way Chester acts us out, um, it really feels like he's in this torturous moment. I mean, he's like yeah. screaming, guttural screams yeah. at the end of the trap. He's unsuccessful, but yeah, ooh, it is <laughs> gnarly, gnarly moment. Uh, that is my number five. Okay. Any thoughts number- on that one? That one is a really... I actually did think about that one as well, but (laughs) I didn't pick it. (laughs) What's your number five? My number five is a safe and easy one. It is the reverse bear trap. Hell yeah, baby. It's on my list. And and I I did pick it because it's my girl. It's Amanda. And she survived. Most iconic trap in the entire franchise. I mean, this is exactly. Do you remember when this came out? Like, were you in school? Were people talking about this when you were in school? The very first saw. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, this might be a a story for me to tell, not you, because I'm not sure if you're old enough. Because I, I remember when this movie <laughs> came out and the discourse around this movie. I mean, everybody was talking about the reverse bear trap. I remember being like young. Mm. When was this coming out? When did this come this out? came out in the first one came out in 2004. So for context, I was eight years old. Okay, so no one so. was talking about that in your circles, but in my circles, no. I was 14. Mm-hmm. And I had not seen the movie because I was too young. Mm-hmm. But some kids had seen the movie. And I remember mm-hmm. them explaining to me the reverse bear trap and Joe's little 14-year-old brain exploding because yeah. I was so kind of fascinated. It sounds like a twisted thing to say, but I was so like shocked that somebody out there had the imagination mm, to yeah. write this. Like someone had the imagination to create a movie with this kind of twisted trap. I just remember being so like, wow, that exists. I really want to see how it looks. And like, and I remember going mm. home. YouTube wasn't really that big yet. I think it was big, yeah. but not like I couldn't find this there. Right. Yeah. I didn't have the options it did. But I remember like finding an image of it and like seeing okay. it like Amanda's face with this big machine on it oh and just God. thinking, holy yeah. shit, that is fucking nuts. Yeah. I, I do remember. I didn't see the first saw for a little while because I was a little baby. But I do remember seeing the trailer for it play on one of those TVs they always had mounted in, like, blockbusters. And they would play trailers. They definitely played the saw trailer. And I would just stand there and just, like, jaw dropped, like, what's going on? I do remember that. It's wild. Wild. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's your number five. Yep, that's my number five. My number four is the Venus flytrap. From Saw 2. Ooh, yeah. For those who don't remember, this is the one where the guy is like fitted in this helmet, essentially. And the helmet is in two. And there's like spikes coming out of the helmet. Mm -hmm. And his eye is gone. His like right eye is gone. And inside of his eye is a key. And he has to like poke into his own eye to take a key out to, you know, unlock the collar around him. Or the two, the helmet will uh, connect and smash his head, basically. 
Yeah. I think that's I think I think I think I described it correctly. Sorry. Like I've said I don't like eyes and <laughs> even just like I I I just needed a second. <laughs> that one's rough. That one's rough. Yeah. He is not successful if I remember correctly. And it smashes no. his head. It's pretty rough. So yeah, anyways, that one is brutal. That is uh, my number 4. What's yours? Okay. My number 4 is the when I looked it up online and they called it the necktie trap from Saw 5. Necktie where trap. they all have like like clamps around their necks and they're con- connected to a rope and then their ropes are slowly pulling them towards spinning blades oh and yeah. it's like and i like that one because it's a big group of that saw five does a lot with like a big group of people and i just thought that was a really different dynamic to have them all i mean saw two does it as well and maybe that's why i liked it so much i like saw but, two because of that yeah. dynamic but i remember yes. the necktie trap from saw five i like that one a lot as well yeah I like that. I like that one a lot. I don't know. There's something about it that just like really sticks in my brain. Like that's the one where it pulls all them back and then chops her head off. Uh, right. Because like, if if you it pulls one guy all the way back and there's two blades at the end of it and it like will chop your head off. So the problem is, is there's two with this same setup. There's one where they they wake up at. It's like the first one. I think they wake up and there's buckets on their heads and Mm, those are getting dragged. No. Okay, so maybe it was that one then. Okay. I think you're right. You, I do think you're more knowledgeable than me on this. I did Google it real quick, and it looks <laughs> like I'm correct. Okay, perfect. <laughs> it's a good one, though. I do like that one. Yeah, I like all the like group ones, one. to be honest. They're yeah, all kind of I, fun. I like the group settings of them. Like, I find that really fascinating. Saw 5, is that's the one where like if they all would have worked together, they all could have survived? Yeah. I love that twist. Yeah. Okay. I one. love that. I love one. that twist a lot. Yeah. That's why I'm like, yeah, that one's good. Okay. okay. Number three for me. Yep. The razor wire trap from Saw One. Oh, now this I one put we don't even one. see it really. Like it, we yeah. see it like in fast forward, like that, cle- like very cool, cle- not cliche. Sorry, that very cool stylistic James Wan editing yes. where he like does like a weird fast forward motion to his uh, his editing. Yeah, and adds like um, I think it's called like bloom, where like the light like. Oh, is that what it's har- called? That's what I'm thinking of in terms of like how I would put it, add it to like something I was making for like a TikTok edit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that trap in Saw One, even though we don't get like a very in-depth play-by-play for it, just mm-hmm. knowing this guy is basically naked and has to climb through a razor wire maze to get a key oh sends chills down my like spine thinking about it yeah there's something really interesting about that one because it's like you'd hope that in doing it you would just like get used to the pain and like the adrenaline like we've talked about would like help you get through it or you just go into a full-blown hysterics kind of like that guy did the guy did yeah where it's just like you just lose your mind because there's just so much Little cutting. Little like, cutting. Like, <laughs> so that's my number three. Okay, okay. What's your number three? My number three is the hand trap from Saw 2. The hand trap? It's because they're trying to find the antidotes, you know, and there's that one girl who sees one in a box and she has to stick her hand up through a little slot to grab it. But in doing so, she can't pull her hand out because oh, the it'll slice the, her hand down yes. and then she panics and puts her other hand in as well and so both her hands are caught in like a oh, what's that this. thing called where you put your your fingers in the, the ends like the oh like the chinese yes uh hand trap finger trap yes that thing 
and <laughs> and and it's that easy of a solution where she could have she just needed to like push it in or something instead of like down and she would have gotten out but because she panicked she did, like bled out yeah she oh like, my cuts God. her wrists and bleeds oh, out oh my god that, that is, one freaks me out that's a good one okay thank you yeah, my number two is uh two. reverse bear trap let's go I, it's let's just go. too iconic and like too scary and too unique to not put it on a top five it's just so it's the bear trap it's good yeah I love it. that's a good one what's your it's number so two good. This is, I feel like this is going to blow your mind. Maybe. My my number two is the cutting off your leg from this one. Whoa. You, yeah. Wow. Number two. Bone marrow trap. I don't know what else to call it because I don't know if it has an official name The Geely saw trap, maybe? <laughs> Geely saw trap. Yeah, probably that. Uh, that's, that's my number two. That that one really got me. Like, I mean, that's totally fair. It's a... F- it's this fucked you. It's so it's, hard to like imagine. It's fuck. And I think also just the fact that I mean, she and the brain guy, like they were so close. So close. Second. They were so close. So then it's like that last like horrified scream she gives as like the the clock hits zero. Like ooh, that that was a good one. I like that trap a lot. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't think that's a bad choice at all. It's a good one. Thank it's you. A good one. Okay, I kind of think we might have the same number one i don't know do we maybe number one hands down it's like wasn't even a call i knew immediately it's my number one yeah the needle pit from saw yes yes that's yes exactly exactly that it the the second we were like we should talk about our favorite traps of all time i was like the needle pit needle it's the it's the needle pit like (laughs) it is Maybe the most torturous thing I have ever like witnessed in my mm-hmm. entire life. Just mm-hmm. to like the moment it's revealed in Saw Two, where they pull it's like a blanket or something over the pit, yeah, and it's just a pit of syringes <sighs> and needles. I just no part of me. I would just die. Just, just I'm dead. I'm not going yeah. in there. No way. And then she gets like kicked in, right? She gets like thrown she gets, in. Yeah. Oh, she gets my thrown God. in, and then like her adrenaline kicks in, and she does like this yeah. like big sweeping motions to like oh. find the key and they all in the needles <laughs> yeah it's it's tough I don't, <laughs> it is, I don't like shots it is it is tough uh for those who don't know it's exactly that it's a pit full of s- syringes yeah and it's like needle in the haystack but it's needle in the mm-hmm. syringe stack mm-hmm. rough so rough oh it's just it's just so good like it's not even that complicated of a trap. No, not at all. It's just, it's just like, oh man, yeah, that. Whoever it's thought so that good. one up, that one, that person, it's probably fucking Leo Wanell who thought it up. If I think he oh, wrote yeah. the second one, but <laughs> I think yeah, so. Hopefully, you're in therapy because that one's messed up. Yeah, like wow, wow, wow. Any honorable mentions? Oh wow, actually yes. Um, I really like the shotgun collar in Saw 3. Shotgun uh, collar? Because Amanda built it. <laughs> oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. That's my big honorable mention. Just because, like, I'm proud of her. She did yeah, that. She made that. And it, it did its job. <laughs> Here are my honorable mentions. Uh, okay. I have the scalping machine from Saw, I think Saw Ooh. 3 or Saw 4. Yeah. This one where they're like pulling the girl's hair and it's like okay. basically scalping her. Okay. That's a rough one. That one makes me cringe pretty a lot. Yeah. 
There's one in the freezer where someone like freezes to death. Freezes to death. Yeah. And then they like fall on the ground and explode. That was. Oh my god. Yeah. Pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. And then the one I thought you were going to mention, but you didn't. Oh. Is the angel wings trap. Oh. This is the one that's like connected to her rib cage. Yes. And she has yes. to put her hand and, in like yes. acid to get a key. And she, and she almost splayed. does it, but then she gets flayed. Like the ribs come flying yeah. out like an angel. You want to know what I was really thinking about that one? But then all I ended up, I started thinking about that one. And then instead I started thinking about this episode of the show Hannibal, where there's this guy who is having visions and he starts killing people and he flays the skin on their backs and Ugh. turns it into angel wings. And oh. But they're, ali- they're alive while he does it. Ew. And he, he sets them up so they like are, it looks like they're praying over him as he sleeps. Interesting. It was there. It's a very interesting idea, and so now when I think about the angel wings trap from Saw, I kind of just end up thinking about the Hannibal episode instead. Very fair. I think yeah. some people would be mad at us if we don't r- mention the guillotine trap, where in oh. that one the guy has to put his fingers in like uh, a vice basically and let his hands get crushed, but he doesn't do it, and so the guillotine less slowly, literally cuts him in half. Yeah, that that one is pretty wild. Ooh, you want to know another one actually that I I do think about kind of is there's that like subway one from Spiral. Oh my god, the Spiral subway yes. one is yeah, that one is Woo, that was intense. Yeah, that that one's kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is an intense one. I forgot about that one. I remember seeing I that and be like, whoa. When I was re-looking up names for them, I got, like, a picture of that one, and I did go, nope, and I, I scrolled away. Spiral subway it's, trap. Uh, they, there's this, like, one picture of his face, and I'm just like, no, no. Oh, that one is... <laughs> with the tongue. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Wow, what a franchise. All right, well, on that I note, know. talking about our favorite traps... <laughs> Uh, I have nothing else to say about Saw except that my last question to you will be, Mm. do you want a Saw 11? And if so, what is it about? Oh, God. Um, damn, that's hard. Is there a conclusion to this franchise, you think? I don't know. It's tough because if anything, I feel like what Saw X is proving is that the, the ideal scenario is that you're back with John and Amanda and Hoffman. But that's quite literally, like, not doable anymore. You know? Like, they can't really do more prequels. Because, like, I don't know where they would fit into the the timeline. And so I feel like it's tricky because it's, like, from here, it's, like, you kind of have to just go back to the the post-John Amanda Hoffman cycle. But, I mean, those, those are fun, but they definitely don't work as well. And so it's like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep it going in some capacity, but I'm not sure where you could even take it at this point. What do you think? Here's what I'll say about this. There has okay. never been a Saw movie that wasn't incredibly profitable. Yeah, yeah. Spiral's the only one, and you could even argue Spiral was just screwed over by the pandemic. Yeah, and that that's very true. it didn't have a pandemic release, it would have been as successful as it's previous films yeah but not a single saw movie doesn't matter how bad the movie was or its critical response or anything every single one of them i believe has made over 100 million dollars 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. Right, now I'm going to check because now I don't know. So let's find out. <laughs> Saw 1 made $103 million. Okay. On a $1 to $1.2 million budget, by the way. Dope. That's so great. Saw that's 2. so cool. Made $152 million on a wow. $4 million budget. Because it's Amanda. Because it's Amanda. It's also <laughs> one of the best ones. If my, yeah. It might be the best one. Yeah, I I, I think so. <laughs> Saw 3 on a $10 million budget. Okay. $164 million. Dang. Okay, okay. Saw 4 on a $10 million budget. Mm-hmm. $139 million. Mm. Saw 5. On a $10 million budget. Okay. $118 million. Do you see the effect Hoffman has on people? They're not going. (laughs) (laughs) Saw six on an $11 million budget. Woo. Is the only one to make $69 million. Now, it's still very profitable compared to its budget. Yeah. That's a big dip. Big dip. It also is the one that really focuses on Hoffman. Yeah. This is like Is that the three D one? No, no, no. Okay, okay. That's the next one. Uh Saw Seven. Oops, hold on. I, I typed Saw Saw Seven. Is Saw Three D. Okay, okay. Back to normal. Seventeen million dollar budget made a hundred and thirty six million dollars. That's super interesting because I would have assumed that one would suffer because of the extra cost of three D, but apparently not. It also was called Saw the Final Chapter, so I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh, it's the final chapter. Maybe we should go watch it because it's going to be done after this. Yeah, that makes sense. Saw 8, otherwise known as Jigsaw, Mm. $10 million budget, made $104 million. Really? That's so interesting. Yeah. And then we got Spiral, the book from the Book of Saw. Mm -hmm. If I could spell it correctly. (laughs) Not Spain. There we go. $20 $20 million budget made $40.6 million. But again, came out mm-hmm. in 2021. It was yeah. during COVID. So not a movie that really could thrive like the other ones. Yeah. But it still made a, a pretty decent profit. It made double its budget. So, you know, you know yeah. considering all things considered, it's not that bad. And yeah. now that leads us to Saw X, which had a $13 million budget. $13 million. These movies wow. are made for crumbs in the movie yeah. world. They're made for it's great. nothing. Yeah. This movie, I would bet, do you think it makes over $100 million? Ooh. Ooh. Hey, you know, it might. I feel like there's still a lot of, like, extra zeal around going to the theaters post, like, Barbieheimer. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... I mean, <laughs> what did I, you say? Barbieheimer? Isn't that Barbenheimer? <laughs> Barbenheimer? <laughs> I'm giving credit to Barbie. I <laughs> Barbieheimer? I... <laughs> A lot of emphasis on the Barbie part. Yeah, which is interesting because that is not my favorite of the two. It really isn't. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, But yeah, I just, I feel like people are more excited to go to theaters right now compared to any other time, really. And yeah. so I could, I could see it doing really well. This is the first, think? this is the first horror movie of like the horror movie season, you could argue. Mm. The first big mainstream horror movie because... Mm-hmm. After this, we'll get Exorcist, then we'll get Five Nights at Freddy's, and then Thanksgiving, or some order. I don't know if that's the correct order, but we'll get all those movies mm-hmm. in the next month or so. But this is like the first, hey, it's spooky season horror movie. Mm. So I think people will be excited to watch it. I think it's tracking opening weekend. 
10 to 15 million dollars which is not bad at all oh nice i guess you could argue oh. the nun was the first spooky movie of the season yeah that's true you had the nun and then it obviously was a lot smaller but it lives inside like followed so close after that you had a good like double horror bill yeah and the nun made a lot of money so oh did it yeah it made a ton of money i think it made like over 80 so far so it's made oh dope made a good amount of money um so i could see saw doing really well especially if word of mouth continues to be so positive and people are like saw rules go watch it Mm -hmm. yeah maybe it does break the 100 million mark again because Mm. because it's saw now where i'm going with this conversation why i brought it up i don't think this franchise ever ends if Mm. they continue to bring in these numbers if they continue to make these movies for 10 to 15 million dollars and bring in 80 to 100 million dollars every time why end why stop yeah that's very true from a creative standpoint you should stop but from a financial standpoint which is the only way these studios operate why stop there's no reason to even if it's you know starting over again or or like making more random like spin-off sequels to bring back tobin bell they're gonna do it they're going right. to do it. This this franchise does not end because it is far too profitable for them to end. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Hmm. Again, from an artistic standpoint, from a story standpoint, it probably right. doesn't need to keep going. And it might go in some wild and weird directions and maybe they get mm-hmm. worse. But purely from a, like, if I'm an executive in at a studio and I'm looking at these numbers, I'm like, why do I ever stop making Saw movies? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, mean, I hope yeah. I hope they do they pull an alien resurrection and we jump 200 years into the future. Oh my god, able, that'd be so cool. Where, they, where they're able to <laughs> to like clone someone's dead brain and they resurrect Amanda and she goes on a rampage in the future. Okay, I like that. Or Thank you. We or, do this 100 years in the future. Okay. It's like 2107, I don't know. We're in the yeah. 22nd century. Okay. And there are people who, like, learn about Amanda and uh, John Kramer and become, like, oh, like, super, like, zealots, basically, obsessed with their, like, their philosophy. And they want to kind of bring that philosophy to the 22nd century. Mm. And so they, like, recreate jigsaw traps in the 22nd century, but with, like, futuristic traps. Ooh, that would be fun. Or we are in the future. I like that. This is where we've gone. (laughs) (laughs) Or we're super, super in the future again, and they have the ability to time travel. And it's your idea where they're really, really into the idea of Jigsaw, and they travel back in time and use their advanced medical techniques from the future to ensure that John doesn't die. And then then the whole timeline changes because he gets to live. And then when they go back to their time, it's like, it's bad. Wow. And Jigsaw's taken over. Oh, my God. Look at us. Does Saw have a crossover with any other franchises? Ooh. Well, I know Jason from Friday the 13th goes to space at some point. So I maybe do John... love that movie, too. That one is so silly. It is so, so silly. It's the dumbest movie, but it's so fun yeah. to watch. I got to admit that. I feel like if anything, you need it. I'm trying to think what would be the best idea for that maybe michael maybe maybe i don't know it's tricky what property does lionsgate share saw crossover hunger games (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, <laughs> John Kramer is the next game maker. <laughs> Maybe John is from District 12, and he can help out District 12. I, I No, that would be bad, because John would lock Katniss up because she broke the law by getting food for her family. No, I don't think John is like that. I don't think John is like... He doesn't give off vibes like upholding yeah, yeah, the law. Yeah. It's more okay, moral okay, okay. code. You're right, you're right, you're right. So yeah, maybe he would be maybe he would be chill. He would get uh President Snow in a trap. That would be very fun. Or President the- Coin. Oh my god. And they yeah, and oh my god, he gets all the bad guys <laughs> from the Hunger Games. Gale? Like- would Gale be in a saw trap? No, no. Okay. Oh no! Wait, maybe he did design a bomb <laughs> that killed children, and John does let his morals get a little flimsy sometimes. This is true. This is true. Yeah, All I'm right. so sorry. I think your boy would get got. Gail's not my boy. Don't spread that that news everywhere. You That's not true. don't stop. You defend him every time we talk about the Hunger Games. You bring up Gail. You talk about him. I that- think. I think he's a little bit your boy. It's okay. I need to reread the books and then rewatch yeah. the movies. And then I'll, yeah. I'll give you a final answer on that. I you will say. To, you need to get on that. I, I need to get on that. I do. You got to prep. We got to prep for the ep. Yeah. Prep for the ep? Did you just make that up right now? <laughs> yeah. It was that was super really smart impressive. of me. <laughs> I really like that a lot. The movie's coming out soon. It comes out, what, yeah. October, November? November? October? Um, I believe November. November. It is November because yeah. it took over Dune to IMAX screens. Yes. Which, okay, also I will say, I think this is just a Lionsgate problem. I rewatched the trailer for that last night before Saw X, and I've read the book, and I got really annoyed because the trailer they were showing in theatrical before Saw X, like, y- you see pretty much the whole movie. Bummer. Okay, yeah. well. I mean, if you haven't read the book, it's out of context enough where you like, I don't think people are going to get it totally, but yeah. I got annoyed. I was like, there's way too many clips in this. Like, you guys got to, you guys got to tone it down. Yeah, I do we think need that's... studios to reel it back a bit. We need to slow yeah. it down, show less. Less is more always. Trust yes. me on that. Less is more yeah. always. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, well, we'll do a Hunger Games recap soon. I don't. It's yeah. either going to be for Patreon or for the public. We don't know. Probably for the patrons okay. at the very minimum. Okay. We will be re- revisiting that franchise a thousand I'm percent. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. On that note, everybody, thank you so much for listening to our episode on Saw X. If you go see yeah. it, let us know how you feel. Yes. Our final words for this episode are: check out the Patreon. We got a ton of content over there, exclusive to. The patrons, horror episodes, anime episodes, weekly movie news, a whole pantheon of uh, just great content. Mm -hmm. But if you can't do that, do not worry about it. Thank you so much for um, just listening to the podcast. If you can rate and review, that'd be greatly appreciated. Mm -hmm. Next week. God, what is next week? What movie comes out next week? Uh, Oh. Uh, the exorcist <laughs> believer maybe i think it might be that one. Oh, okay cool that'll be fun i don't yeah. know if i'm gonna watch that i'm getting like really freaked out about it for some reason i don't know i'm really hesitant to watch it but that should be the following episode is exorcist believer okay. um maybe the creator you saw that i watched that today actually and i definitely have things i would criticize about it but mm-hmm. I also definitely really, really liked it. I liked it more than you and Sydney, actually. You did. You I did. think, yeah.
But yeah, I did see that. So I will say my other final word is if you're already going to the theater, maybe consider supporting that movie too, because it is a smaller budget original sci-fi movie and correct we don't we don't get a lot of those right now <laughs> yeah even if it's not my favorite movie of the year or i was a little disappointed by it mm-hmm. i'm still encouraging people to go see it because it is an original sci-fi it's not uh it is it's a bigger budget but not compared to like these mc yeah. movies or dune coming out exactly you know when compared to those it's smaller mm-hmm. um, and if we want more original sci-fi we need to continue to support those movies so Check it yeah. out. You may like it. I think most people at the very bare minimum have liked it. Um, yeah. And you may end up loving it. So check it out. Yeah. All Ooh. right. Well, on that note, Clara, I will talk to you later. And everybody okay. else, have a wonderful day, wonderful night, wonderful week. And we'll nice. see you guys next week. Bye.